What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the first official episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Giants fans, and congratulations on a phenomenal win last night. That was definitely fun for all of us to watch. Folks, welcome again to the Say Hey podcast. I really appreciate it. The fact that you've made it here is all I could ever ask for. I'm your host today, James Donahue, and I'm going to be your host for all the episodes you find here on this podcast. Something I'm going to do on today's show is break down the positives and the negatives from last night's game. With that being said, I'm definitely the type of person that wants to get the negatives out of the way before I break down the positives. So let's stop wasting time and jump right in it. So if you've been watching the Giants all season long for the 2020 season, you'll know that our pitching as a whole has not been a strong uh, attribute to our team by any means. In fact, if you look at the numbers so far, we can see that the Giants pitching staff as a whole has produced a 5.00 ERA, ERA, excuse me, which is absolutely terrible, and they have given up the most hits in the league and the second most home runs. That was something that was put on display here uh, during last night's game uh, with the starting pitcher Tyler Anderson. I will give him credit. Uh, During his previous start, he did have somewhat of a serviceable game. Uh, However, that was against Colorado in Colorado, which was his former team before he came to the Giants. So he knows how to pitch at that park fairly well. Therefore, uh, some type of good outing was something that I was expecting. However, when he pitched last night at Houston, it was definitely not the best he's ever done. Uh, He was able to go through five innings pitched. Um, He gave up in that outing five hits, uh, four earned runs, three walks, and two strikeouts. Definitely underwhelming uh, by all means of the definition. He had 80 pitches total and was only able to throw, I believe, 48 strikes. Definitely not... um, exciting by any means uh, and neither was the outing by the pitcher that followed him the first reliever that the Giants used last night was Rico Garcia and in 0.2 innings pitch so he didn't even get through a freaking inning he gave up the same amount of hits as Tyler Anderson uh, with five and he gave up two earned runs which put his 
ERA on the season to a whopping 7.50, excuse me. Luckily, the relievers after him, though, Wendy Peralta, Sean Anderson, Trevor Gott, and Tyler Rogers were able to stop the bleeding in Houston and were, let's see, they pitched one, two, three, 4.1 innings pitched collectively um, after Rico Garcia, and they did not give up a single hit or an earned run. Uh, they did walk four, but they also struck out three. So it was definitely not the smoothest per- performance by Giants pitchers, uh, but it was somehow turned out to be enough to get the win, especially with uh, Trevor Gott and Tyler Rogers uh, really, really holding down the ninth and 10th inning. Trevor Gott has actually been phenomenal on the season, uh, and this could definitely fall into a positive uh, category, but I'm just going to go ahead and keep talking about him. Uh, He has a 1.50 ERA, and he was able to get the win last night, and he's picked up, I think, three or four saves on the season now. And Tyler Rogers also really stepped in to a position where I was definitely hesitant to see him in. Uh, the last time he appeared in extra innings was against that extra inning games in San Diego, where he really got screwed by Gabe Kapler's double mound visit, uh, which set him up to basically uh, surrender five earned runs to the Padres, ultimately losing the game. However, that was not the case here. He, in one innings pitch, he struck out two, and those two strikeouts were the last two outs of the game, including uh, striking out Carlos Correa, who arguably is not only the hottest hitter in the American League, but he's definitely the hottest hitter in the Astros lineup. So it was definitely uh, an intense moment to see Tyler Rogers come out and basically have a moment of redemption. Um, So that was really, really cool to see. If you don't know, the Giants were able to win in extra innings. And it sounds like I'm talking about the positives of the game. But before we do that, the last negative I will say is that we left 23 runners left on base. But the only reason why I'm able to digest... Whoa. (laughs) The only reason why I'm able to digest that fairly easy is because the Giants were still able uh, to walk away with 12 hits in the game. So, yeah, definitely pleased about that. Um, Some notable performances. Alex Dickerson had two hits. Hunter Pence had two hits, including a home run. Darren Ruff had a freaking sick hit late in the game. Longoria had a hit. Flores had a hit, including a home run. Slater is freaking hot as fire he also had two hits and Crawford surprisingly had two hits that was really awesome to see so overall a a really really good collective effort for the Giants offensively okay that's enough for the negatives I'm bored now it's time for the positives positive number one Gabe Kapler did not screw up the game if you don't know what I'm talking about then you haven't been watching the games closely enough uh rip Kevin Gosman Folks, if you watched Kevin Gosman's last outing Sunday against the Dodgers, then you would have seen that he pitched 6.1 innings, only gave up three hits, only gave up one earned run, and had six strikeouts. Kevin Gosman, by far, is our best pitcher. Not only did he put on a stellar performance, but he was throwing anywhere from 97 to 99 miles per hour. Anyways, my point is, if you went on to watch that game, you would see that Gabe Kapler made a horrible, horrible move, in my opinion. Kevin Gosman only had 80 pitches thrown. He definitely could have gone more innings. 
and Gabe Kapler thought it was the right move to take him out of the game after he was destroying the Dodgers. And the crazy thing about all this is as soon as Gosman came out of the game, the next pitcher, I forget who came in after him, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that the next pitcher gave up a three-run homer, and the Dodgers would later go on to win the game. When Gabe Kapler was asked after the game what was the reason for taking out Kevin Gosman, his reply was, oh, it was a hot day. He seemed to be getting a little fatigued. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand how Kevin Gosman, who still was throwing 97 miles per hour with 80 pitches thrown head, heading into the seventh inning, he was showing no signs of fatigue. He was showing no signs of struggling. He literally just got Mookie Betts out, who owns him. He had like a 429 batting career against Kevin Gosman. And in that inning, he was taken out. Kevin Gosman got him out. The next batter, Gabe Kapler, took him out. So that was a lot of times I said the word out. Anyways, another positive in this game is that the Giants did not stop hitting. Heading into this game, the Giants were fifth in the league in hit. Also, they were top 10 in scoring runs hitting doubles, hitting triples, scoring RBIs, and total bases. That was also something that did not stop during this game. As I said earlier, the Giants had 12 hits, including home runs from Wilmer Flores in the second inning, and Hunter Pence. His first home run came in the seventh inning, and it was actually one of two hits in this game for Hunter Pence. Another positive that I, that I might be talking about in the future later on is that Pence might actually be remembering how to hit the baseball. So that's exciting. You know who hasn't remembered how to hit the baseball? is Pablo Sandoval. Another positive that's worth mentioning is that the Giants did not have any errors in this game. And that comes as such a refresher considering that they are currently leading the league right now in errors with uh, 21 total. And what's even more refreshing is to see Evan Longoria play third base. The Giants have committed five of those 21 errors at the third base position, which is tied for first. Three of those errors being from Donovan Solano and two of those five being from Wilmer Flores. And it's scary to actually say this, but the reason why I'm highlighting it is because I'm not used to plays being made at third base. And it was refreshing to see that when bases were loaded tonight, Evan Longoria made a nice double play. He uh, fielded a sharp ground ball, tagged third base, and then uh, fired the ball back at home to get the out and prevent a run. So that was awesome to see. And the last thing I'll mention, folks, before the show ends is that we were finally able to experience what it's like to being the away team in extra inning. For those of you that don't know, for the 2020 season, a new rule was implemented in extra innings where every that goes into extras which start automatically start with a runner on second. In my opinion, I think the away team has an extreme advantage in this situation. Not only does the away team hit first regularly in games, but now the away team gets to hit first with runners in scoring position and extra innings. This could be extremely beneficial for offenses that hit well, aka the Giants who have been hitting well all season, and teams that have really good back-end relief pitching like we do in Trevor God and what we were able to see tonight with Tyler Rogers. However, what I've been told based on statistics so far this season, it is more beneficial to being the home team. However, I just don't agree. I think it's just freaking awesome that the away team gets to hit first with runners in scoring position 
And it's not like football where it's easier to score in the game. If you Scoring in the game of baseball is much harder. So if you are able to score that runner on second and have really good relief pitching, like I just said, I think you pretty much seal the game. We experienced this in the extra innings game when we played San Diego back at home where it was much harder to be the home team than it was the away team in extra innings. Anyway, that's just my two cents when it comes to the new extra innings rule in 2020. Folks, I really hope you had an amazing time here on the show. My goal is to be posting three times a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And like I said earlier in the show, all I want to do is to help you realize that Giants baseball can still be fun in 2020, minus the fact that we don't have Buster Posey anymore, we don't have Bruce Bochy anymore, we no longer have Bumgarner, but we still have a lot of positive things going for us in this season. The last thing I will say, folks, is to make sure you head over to Apple Podcast and Spotify to make sure to leave a review and a like and to also subscribe if this is something you want to hear on a consistent basis. Before I leave you, folks, I'll just remind you that tonight's final game against the Astros, which is at 4.10 p.m., will feature a pitcher's duel between Zach Greinke, who has a 3.00 ERA on the season, and Trevor Cahill, who's making his first start of the 2020 season. Also, just an added bonus again, the Giants' record is 8-11, and and the Astros' record is actually 7-10. So make sure to tune in to see who's walking away winners of the series.